<laughs> That's right. God's good. Okay, Mom, come on. <laughs> hey. <laughs> It's a good day. I'm so glad to see you all. It's good to be here. Isn't it nice to have some cooler weather? Oh. <laughs> I'm praying it just maybe stay like this till fall. <laughs> be good. Well, I uh, just want to share what the Lord has given me, share my heart, and um, I always try to be as authentic Angie as I can be. I sure don't want to get up here and try to be somebody else. They were talking last night about a lady and her husband that went on call for pastor and she got up and sang this wild country song just to show them that she was going to be who she was no matter where she was at. I'm not going to sing. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> It'd be as good as hers, so. <laughs> yeah, with a name like Larry, what would you expect from a lady to sing? But um, a few weeks ago, I was praying, and sometimes it's a struggle to pray. And sometimes it's, um, you know, if you can't be real with God, who can you be real with? And... I was sitting, we have a little love seat in our bedroom, and I was sitting there one morning, and I just, I had my hand, I just had my hands on my head, and I was like, God, what is going on? And I was thinking about here, I was just thinking about, not my life, I, I have a great life, I, I wasn't life. I, I told him, I said, I am so sick of church. And I'm pretty sure immediately I heard him say, I am too. And I jumped up and I ran. I, I'm not kidding. I, I just jumped up and was like, prayer's over. Because I was like, Either God's just going to knock me to the ground. Was that really him? I was like, I can't even, I can't even hear anymore. I can't pray anymore. I was like, what in the world did just happen? What just happened? Did I really say that? And did I really hear that? Did God really say that to me? He did. He did. And it's like, well, Okay. So then a week or so goes by, and I know that they're getting ready to be gone, and I knew he was going to ask me to do today. So I'm like, where do you go from, God, I'm sick of church, to coming up here? And he dropped one verse into my spirit, and that's it. So this is either going to be the shortest sermon ever or the longest. I'm not for sure where it's going to fall. <laughs> I'm kidding. But one verse, oh, and I forgot, I didn't even give her any of them, so y'all are going to have to look them up. It's good. I, I'm telling you, God is so sick of all of our ways that we have to have things. 
and it always has to be the same way, and we always have to. That is not God. <laughs> it's not him. But the verse that he gave me, if you brought your Bible, which is good. This, this is a good book to carry around and read out of, but it's Matthew 7, 7, and it's a very familiar one. And Leah, if you want to put it up, and if you don't, take a break. I release you to take a break today. <laughs> take a break. Take a break. A lot of y'all need to take a break. That's kind of like me getting so wound up and Rob telling me to relax. I wanted to so knock him right in the head when he tells me to relax. I'm like, I can't relax. Are you kidding? So I found a sign, and I've got it sitting in the bedroom. Relax. Mm, yeah. It hasn't quite sunk in yet, but I'm working on it. Matthew 7, 7. This is the verse the Lord gave me to share with you all today. Ask and keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking, and you will find Knock and keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. I was like, okay. Now, what's that about? And where am I going to go with that? And everybody knows that scripture. We've all read it a thousand times. Everybody loves that one. That's, everybody loves that scripture. And as I kept asking the Lord about it, he really showed me and I realize that the it is the key to the verse. It. That, that's the key to that whole verse. So what's the it? What is the it? In Matthew 5, that's where Jesus, the crowd was kind of after Jesus, and he took the disciples, and they went up on the mountain. And... For chapters 5, chapter 6, chapter 7, he's on the mountain with the disciples, teaching them. And those three chapters, that's a mouthful. I mean, he says a whole lot of stuff in those three chapters. And so I want to kind of back up and read a few verses out of some of those chapters to discover what the it is. And you know, I, as I was reading over this this morning, I thought, this Bible is like, it's like being on a, it's like you get a little clue, and then you start searching, and, and, and it's like, oh my, it, you feel like Raiders of the Lost Ark, and you're searching for, but you find the treasure, you find what the it is every single time. He, he reveals it to you if you'll open it and search it out. But in um, one of the first things, whenever Jesus was on the mountain with the disciples, one of the ver very first things he mentions to them in Matthew 5, 3, he says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom is theirs. One of the first things that Jesus mentions is what? The kingdom. And it's not saying if you're poor. It's not, that's not what he's saying. Poor in spirit. It, if you got the amplified, it gives you a little 
parentheses, um, spiritually prosperous, happy to be admired, are the poor in spirit, those who are uh, devoid of spiritual arrogance, those who regard themselves as insignificant, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, both now and forever. Now is the kingdom. In chapter 6, it's another clue of what the it is. Verse 33, it says, But first and most importantly, seek his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you. And the things that he's talking about, he mentions up above verse 33, and he's talking about the everyday things that concern us. Your clothes, your hair, what you're going to eat, how you're going to pay the rent, how you're going to take care of the kids, all the things that want to weigh on us. He says, but first and most importantly, if you seek the kingdom, all that stuff is taken care of. He says he'll give it to us. Well, uh, who hears about inflation? God, you don't hear about it in the word. So God's not, con- if, if he gives, we, Rob bought me a beautiful uh, hanging basket. He thought it was for me. You know what? It's not. We provided a home for a bird and four baby birds. God has his way. That, that wasn't for me to enjoy. It's a home for a bunch of cute little birds. So you know what? If he, it says if he cares about them and provides them a home, they weren't worried one bit about it. That's just the way it is with us. If we'll seek his kingdom, your house rent, what you want to wear, what you got, you know, those things are t- going to be taken care of. But man, have we not got that twisted sometimes? Because a lot of times, that's, those are the things that we want to concern ourselves about, and we never think about the kingdom. That song, nothing else, nothing else but Jesus, that's where he's wanting us to get. That's his kingdom. Jesus is the kingdom. In chapter 6, um, he, he's talking to the disciples about how to pray. And... Um, in that prayer, what's the very first thing that he says that we're to do? It's in verse 10. We're to ask. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. That's the first thing that we're supposed to ask for, he said, as we pray. So where do we start? Matthew... Ask, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking, ask, seek. So we've already looked at two, two, there's already two clues in two of those verses. Verse 33 and verse 10 in chapter 6. One says seek, one says ask. What's it say to seek for? What's it saying to ask for? The kingdom. The kingdom. And a lot of times, we've got so 
within ourselves and so distracted by things that we've had it backwards. We've sought church. We've sought our needs to be met. Uh, we've sought our own way. And then, you know what? You come to God and you say, God, I'm sick of everything. <laughs> because we've got it so backward because his kingdom and his way is not what we're seeking after. The it is the kingdom. The it in that verse, it's the kingdom. If we keep seeking, if we keep asking, it will be given to you. He wants to give us his kingdom. He wants to give it to us. And you know, most of us think we don't know how to do kingdom. <laughs> we don't know how to be kingdom. And for a lot of y'all, if you would be here on Wednesday nights, we've been talking about this. But because you haven't, we're going to talk about it right now. Yeah. We've been talking about uh, apostolic center, apostolic church gathering what that looks like but it starts in Ephesians 4:11 and you don't have to turn there but that's where it talks about that Jesus ascended and he left with us the fivefold ministry you all have heard this you know it you know what the fivefold ministry who those ministries are the apostle everybody heard of the apostle the prophet We've had lots of prophetic people, teacher, evangelist, pastor. Those five people are to be working in this place. It's not just somebody that flies in and flies out. It's, it's, it's here. The, those five gifts are given, and those are to be working in the church. Whenever um, in Acts... Whenever all this went down and they set up and they were doing the, these things within their communities, in their house churches, this was the base of the, the, the structure that God left for us to use. That's why church was to look like. That's how it was to be governed. It was the foundation of kingdom, those, those giftings, Jesus. I believe it's been hard to have the works of God and all, all the demonstrations of his power and all the things that's supposed to be going on when you don't have the foundation right. How can the rest of the body be working properly if the foundation isn't right? You know on, on building a home how important the foundation is. We've known this. And we've wanted to be there, but it just hasn't always, I'm just talking about right here, it just always hasn't been exactly, and, and it's just been a struggle, hasn't, it's nothing against anybody, it's not, it's just, we, it just, there's been a resist, there's been a not knowing, there's been a, we just haven't totally stepped into it, is what I believe. I may be wrong, and if I'm not, you can get up here and tell me I'm wrong, and I'll repent. I'm okay with that, but that's just what I believe. But 
what we've had and, and the way that the, the, the church in the United States, probably further than the United States, but the way that it's been and how we've had it set up is we've had one person trying to be all five of those things. So they've been juggling all five giftings that they knew about anyway. Does that make sense? So we've had one person that we've named pastor, and we've wanted him to be the evangelist. We've wanted him to be the teacher. We've wanted him to give a prophetic word. We've wanted him to go out and evangelize. We've put all of those things on one person, and that's not the way that God has it set up. But I I wanted to read to you just a little clip out of a book because it explains how we got to where we are. Where did the pastoral, pastoral mode of church come from? If it, so we realized it didn't come from the New Testament because the New Testament shows us something different. So where did it come from? Where did we get this from? Not surprising, it was introduced by Constantine. And he wanted a church that he could control and it's hard to control a five-fold ministry. So see, the New Testament church was set up this way, and it went along, and then as things came, this man stepped in, and you can't control the move of God. But a controller wouldn't like that, (laughs) so he formed his own way. So he had another model for a religious organization, and it came from the pagan religion of Mithras. And in this, every temple was led by one man, a priest. They called him father. The high priest was called the father of fathers. The high priest wore a ring, a red hat. His symbols were a shepherd's crook and a key. He ruled from his temple of the Vatican Hill in Rome. Not coming against the Catholics, but that, that's where it came from. So we have taken that and tried to build church on a foundation that has nothing to do with the Word of God. So no wonder maybe not all of God's works are coming into play. Because we, we, haven't, ha- we haven't been, it hasn't been on the proper foundation that it needs to be on. Isn't that interesting? It's, sometimes it's good to go back and figure out where we've come from and why we do some of the things we do. Constantine changed kingdom into church. That's not, that's not, that's not God. We're to be seeking him, not a program, not, not a book of how-tos. We're to seek after God and what he says. But God's presence ushers in the kingdom. I think you said that Wednesday night. And as he, as, as you t- as he taught Wednesday night, I, I am telling you, I, probably nobody, I, I, God just like zapped me Wednesday night in the middle of that. I had such a, a moment of revelation of exactly where we're at where this place is at, where I'm at, what my part in is it. It's, and I'm telling you, it is a good place. We're in the best place I think that we've ever been right here today. 
you think, well, there's not a million people here. I don't think God's real concerned about the number right now. And why we've got so hung up on it, I'm not for sure why. Because you could go to a church that's full of uh, uh, people and God's not moving. So what does a number have to do with it? Anyway. Matthew 7, 8 says, For everyone who keeps on asking receives, keeps on seeking finds, and keeps on knocking, the door will be open. You know what? These two people on the front row and a lot of you all that have been here, they've been asking and seeking for this place for years. Amen. It doesn't say we have to open up the door. All we're supposed to do is ask and seek. And the door will be open. And you know what I felt like the Lord said? Door's open. Amen. The door is open. The door is open here. This week as I kept pondering, and, and, and I about fell out Wednesday because I had no idea. He told me he was going to talk about the apostolic church. The very, you want to know his first words Wednesday night? Kingdom. I was like, that's what I was going to talk about. God said just it's okay. It's okay. Amen. It's okay. But as I kept thinking about this and asking the Lord about it, I, I was remembering something that happened here in this very room in, I think it was May of 04. And there was a lady named Jean Chrysler that came, and she did. I, I, I went and found the cassette tapes. Old school. I need a cassette player now. But um, she spoke here that Sunday morning about kingdom. And I don't know that I've ever experienced, really, and I've been to a lot of different things. I'm telling you, I don't know that I've ever experienced the power of God and the move that I saw in this place that morning. It, it was wild of all the things that was happening. I mean, you couldn't walk across here because of all the people up here wanting to receive from the Lord of what he had. I listened to that, <laughs> and as I, I was just reminded of that, and I was like, I've got to go find those cassettes. Debbie and I then were talking Friday, and as we talked, she said, this reminds me of, remember when Jean Chrysler was here and she preached on the kingdom? And I was like, oh my gosh, I've been thinking about the same thing. So I went and dug those out, and I could barely hear them on this cassette. And you know what, Debbie? Oh, and you sang a lot. Do you remember that? Debbie sang, like, a lot in the spirit through a lot of that. It was really good. That whole thing was. But she didn't mention kingdom all that much. That's what was so funny to me. At, but one of the things that she, that's what we heard I thought that was so interesting, but she started out and she said, God has sent me here to shift you, mother, I thought of you, to shift this place that weekend in 2004 into kingdom. Because she said, if you don't shift, we're going to be stuck and, and basically not move on and not be productive in the community if we didn't get to where we needed to be. I thought that was a very interesting word that she gave way back when. <laughs> Isn't that cool? It's a, it's a good prophetic word. 
But you know what? I'm not for sure that we totally stepped all the way into it. We wanted to. We wanted to. I got so wound up thinking about her. I found her number and called her yesterday. And you know what? And I, t- and I told her that, and she said, Angie, whenever I got saved, she said, that's all I've preached about is Jesus in the kingdom. That's been my message my whole life. She's 81 years old now, and she's, she's doing good. But I bless her. But um, she did say there was a prophetic word that she spoke over me, and it's, she, she said um, that I wasn't church-minded, that I was a kingdom person. And I, I was excited that she said that. But I just felt like Wednesday night, Dad, as you preached and taught us and you talked about the kingdom, the Lord has just shown me that we are at a crossroads here. And then this is the season that we are totally to cross over into kingdom. And here's the thing. The cross, we've already crossed over. (laughs) We're at a crossroads, but we've already crossed over. I know you have. I know you have. But I am prophetically saying today that we will no longer know kingdom, that we are stepping into it, that we are saying yes to it that this place is going to operate the way that God has called it to operate, uh, that we say yes to the fivefold ministry, that those gifts and those callings are, are here. Those, they're in you. You have those gifts. You're going to be operating in them. You're going to be stepping up and taking your rightful place. You know what? We're all ministers of God. Say say that. I am a minister of God. I am a minister of God. That's who you are. That's who God has called you to be. He he read Wednesday night some stats of of pastors. It was like over half of them wish they was doing something else, end up in divorce. Uh, I I mean, it was dreadful stats of pastors. of pastors you know why because they're trying to be all the things that you guys are supposed to be doing so today we are relieving you from that because they've already all said they're ministers of God I heard you right so you all then are going to step into the place that God's called you to be it's a great who doesn't want to be who God's called them to be but you all are like me of where I started. You're sick of church. You're just here because either your wife or your husband made you come or you felt bad because you hadn't been here in a long time. You're sick of it because the life of God, it, it, you don't see him moving. Part of it is because is y'all aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing. It's not his fault. Hello. I don't know where that came from, but anyways. I'm commissioning you here this morning. You are ministers of God. And I know a lot of y'all are, and you know what? This is what you do. You get up in the morning. You say, I'm a minister of God. God, I invite you into my day. You're going to go with me. I'm going to do what you say. I'm going to say what you say. You go to work. You be the best you, you can be. That's how you be a minister of God. 
somebody comes up to you and says, God, I'm feeling sick. Let me pray for you. You don't even have to say, I pray God makes you feel better. You could even just say something like that. You got to start somewhere. No, don't take your Bible. Don't be reading it to people at work. Don't steal from the company's time. Nobody likes a religious person. Blah. God don't like it. God's not religious. God went and hung. Debbie's talking about people she's hanging out with. God likes those people. He is. God hung out. Jesus hung out with people we think we're too good to hang out with. Those are the people that, that need to be here. But how are, how are they going to be there if, we're, if we can't talk to them and show them God's love? But as ministers of God, that, that's who we are to be. That's the, that is God's kingdom. There's teachers here that are to teach. There's evangelists. John's an evangelist. I, he's out there looking for every rock he can unturn to find a person under it to lead him to Jesus. That's just in him. That's who God's created him to be. And Debbie had set somebody down and teach him everything she knows. If they'd sit still long enough, so would David. It's in them because that's who God's created them to be. You, under, you see what I'm saying? That five-fold ministry is right here. We are calling you forth. Prophetically, I am saying, I'm telling you today, we are crossing over into this. W- would you agree with me? Today, it, it, we are going forward with this. I, I know we are. I have one more scripture to read to you, and it won't take long. And back to my asking, Matthew 7, 7, the door. God says, I've heard your knock, and I'm opening the door. It's time for you to come through. If we don't take some action and step through, things are never going to change. So if the door's open... We've, we've got to put some action to it. But this is the last verse that God gave me for this. Joshua 1.5, it was time to cross over. And God said to him, I will be with you. I will not fail you. I won't abandon you. Be strong and confident and courageous. That is exactly where we have to be to cross over. God is with us. We know he's here. We know he's moving. We've, you all have already testified of the things that God's done here. He's done in your lives outside of here. The best is yet to come. There's more yet to come in this place. God is not finished with this place. Amen. He's not. Rob and I was laughing this week because we heard that, um, you know, how Sky took gossip wants to be about what what business is coming in here and there and they they were saying that they're going to build a new walmart out at highway 75 and 20 and so this building over here was going to be empty and i said well you know i said years ago they said that we would be in walmart i said we was probably thinking way too small because we thought that that was going to be it i said maybe we're going to just move right across the street into that one and we were just laughing you know but um god can do what it, it was a joke okay we're not going anywhere just yet okay but hey i'm willing <laughs> and you never know what god's gonna wants to do but um 
he always takes the the most unlikely and, and, and the least likely and does big things and and it's just like the block party that we're going to have in september god told us to do that i i'm telling you it is an outreach for our community and i am asking every one of you to please come and help us we need lots of volunteers because i promise you every person within a 30 mile radius will be in skytook on pioneer day that day and they'll be driving by this place and we're going to have all kinds of stuff for them out here but we need you all to help us that is going to be a great way for us to reach out to the community and show the community we love skytook we are a city set on a hill there this is this is prime location right here there's a lot of people would love this place just for location god strategically put us here in a place when it wasn't a it wasn't any big deal to be here but god had a reason we are here part of the reason we're here is to pray for people part of the reason we're here is to deal with things spiritually in this community but another reason we're here is just to reach out to people i i think we haven't began to to just barely touch what we are really here for but it i can't do it I, the apostle my dad is apostle of this place he has a vision of this place god has set him in this place but the apostle is like an orchestrator to me they see what needs to be done and then they set people in their place De as debbie and i talk friday she knows her place she knows what God's called her to do and what she's supposed to be about. And you know what we say to her? Do it. That's why when we first started this church, that's what we heard people from another place. That's how they got started. There, there was a lady, um, her son came home, and he had all this groceries, all this food. She was like, Howard, where'd you get that? He was like, there's a grocery store back there, and they have this great food in the dumpster. She's like, really? So she, and I'm talking, this is like dynasty lady, hair, makeup, <laughs> high heel shoes. She's climbing in dumpsters, getting food out, and starts passing it out to people. She had one of the biggest food ministries in the Bedford-Hurst area, you can imagine. All because her son happened to find big grapes and fruit in, the, in a dumpster. She went to her pastor and said, I, I you know, he said, you've got a food ministry go for it there's another guy he was helping people come along they needed help to bury a family member they needed help to do this and th oh well that's your gift okay you're over the ministry of helps that's what your calling is go for it that's how that works god's put something in your heart and whatever that is we want to back you in that we want to stand behind you and say yes that is a godly desire that's your ministry terry has a desire to take pictures of cowboys we're behind her Amen. go for it terry i wouldn't no more want to do that than anything yeah. go stand in a hot dirty arena and ugh. But that's what she like. She's crying me talking about it, and she's bawling about it. But that's her heart's desire. God's blessed her in that. Right. Isn't that cool? That each one of us, God has something that's stirring within you. Amen. 
That little thing that you think, oh, I can't. I can't do that. Yes, you can. I can't do this either. But you can. You can. He's dying to say something. Get up here. I was waiting for you to get through. I'm through. Who was that written to? Matthew 5, 6, and 7 starts out. And seeing the multitude, uh -huh. he went, he up, went up into a mountain. mountain. And when his disciples came to him, he opened his mouth and said, mm -hmm. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Mm -hmm. That wasn't given to everyone. That was given to an apostolic gathering. And that's what you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. This is an apostolic gathering. It is. And that's what that was given to. Mm -hmm. That's what the Lord's Prayer, as we call it that, was given to an apostolic group, how to pray. Finish it up. <laughs> really? Let me finish on some of it too. Get the hook. <laughs> I won't be long. I'll do you like Elizabeth Taylor told her seven husbands. I won't be long. <laughs> I won't be, won't be keeping, keeping you long. You long. He mentioned the um, Lord's Prayer, and we went to this conference, and it was on prayer, and one of the guys on Zoom, his scripture was Matthew 6, the Lord's Prayer, and I jumped up because I couldn't stand it any longer, and I said, that's where we're supposed to go, because it says... We prayed this. How many times have we heard? I mean, we hear it every day. We hear it as a rote prayer, the Lord's Prayer. But he's saying in this prayer, may your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. And I, I just jumped on this thing because I see that he wants us to bring the kingdom of God on earth, I believe that that is going to happen. Yes. I believe we're going to see that. And the prophets are saying that. Amen. And so I just believe that and jump on it. We're going to see the kingdom We're jumping here. with you. We're jumping with you. That's all I have. So I am going to ask you to stand. Not going to just keep talking for the sake of talking when you finished you finished let me pray you can start that Leah Lord we just come to you I I we have asked we have sought the you told me today you've told me the door is open so we are crossing over into what you have called ascension to be you have called us to be an apostolic place where the five-fold ministry will take place, will um, rise up and be who it's called to be. These people in here are ministers of you. 
I, I pray that you will be able today to be able to walk that out the way that God has called you to walk it out. And I didn't tell you how to do it. You know why? Because I went to a church where they tried to give you a formula. There's no formula. I mean, the Bible is. But the way I'm going to minister to somebody and the way you're going to minister and how that, it looks different. So don't be in a box about it. Lord, you let them be who they are and they minister as they go. But you're going to also minister in this place. And there's going to be many ministries that come out of this place. And this place is going to be that hub. It's part of that thing that Rob saw. Because there's going to be people coming in and out of this place, having groups, having meetings, having teachings, just doing different things. There's going to be fun things. And so, Lord, give us the strategies of exactly what we're to do and how to cross over into this. Lord, I thank you for my mom and dad. I thank you for the foundation of, of where we're at. And Lord, your foundation is solid foundation, and that's where our footing is. It's on you. Lord, I bless these people. But I'm going to ask you right now, and you can turn that up a little bit. This is a, a song because it's called Awakening, and it is a time to be awakened to what the Lord has for us. I don't know that really anybody needs prayer, but I, I'm just asking you to respond to this. And I don't really know what that looks like. Take a step out in the aisle. Take a step forward. If you want to come pray, if you need somebody, pray for you. But if you are a minister of God, I'm asking you to prophetically just make a move to say, yes, I'm crossing over into this today. I am crossing over. In, and you know what? Sometimes you got to do it in faith because you say, oh, I don't see anything. But by faith, we are crossing over into what God says. God has called me as a prophetic voice to this place. He has given me that word. I know as I know, I know he told me that. So I'm standing on it. I'm believing it. It's for today. And as a minister of God, I am saying, I step in to what he has for us here in this place. We bless you, Lord. Turn it up for just a minute, Alan. This, this is a good one. We're living in an age where all things are restored. And every voice is confessing. That doesn't mean your ministry is going to be up here preaching. Your ministry is wherever God takes you.
Well, bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's a good time. I just want to bless you all. Have a great week. We'll be here Wednesday, and I don't know what we're doing, but it'll be good. So I'll be looking to hear some great reports of what all y'all have got into in the next few days. God's got good good plans for you. I ask for him for a lot of opportunities for you to get into to be able to pray and minister to people. So have a good afternoon. We'll see you Wednesday.